Hey there, I'm Chad Ever, your guide to a transformative career in massage therapy. At MCA, we offer you the best of both worlds. Our membership program provides a foundation of resources and done-for-you content. Then elevate your career with our partnership program, where your ambition meets our unmatched growth opportunities. Jump to the link in our bio and break down how each program can turn your passion into a thriving business. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Sheets. We are your hosts, Chad and Jeanette, and today we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of offering mobile massage. Chad. What up, Jeanette? Um, I just changed my screen settings to use warmer colors, and it's a lot easier on my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that yeah. setting existed. Warmth is a big deal. Warmth is a I'm big deal. I'm glad that deal. your eyes are... So I do almost everything in dark mode when available. Yeah. Um, that It just feels less... That's how my phone's headlights. set up which yeah. provides complications when I'm actually like somewhere sunny because like I can't see my phone at all sometimes depending on like what my brightness adjustment is. But like, I'm pretty sure that I should not be driving when it's overcast going, wow, it's really bright outside. Yeah. I think, I think my eyes need checked. Mm. I was hoping I could wait a couple more years before I did that. Yikes. So we have, we have a topic today. We always have a topic. And I, well, but I think last week I prefaced it by saying we're just going to kind of like bullet through it. We want to get you as much information as possible. But at the same time, some of these things are going to require a little bit of context. So I set a timer for ourselves, folks. We're going to stick to our time. Um, we're going to do our best to get you as many pros and cons uh, for doing um, mobile massage. Right. And my personal favorite is a hybrid. I always go to my client who um, is doing this really successfully. One day a week, she has set aside for mobile. The rest of the time is in office. So it's up to you to decide how you want to do this if you choose to go down this path. But if we can give you some positives and some things to look out for, um, you're going to be much better off with that. So right. without further ado, let's right. jump off with, let's do a couple pros. Um, yeah, we'll do a couple pros. So let's go, let's start with, oh, how do we want to do this? I know how I'm going to do this. Okay. So first we're going to start off with like all of like the back end stuff. Okay. So one of the pros of having a mobile massage set up is your service area. Like you're in control of where you're driving. And I think a lot of therapists just feel like, you know, well, I'll take anybody within a 20 mile radius. And then, but if you're setting that, like you're really setting yourself up for failure when it comes time to be doing massages within a 20 mile radius and 20 miles city might be different than 20 miles suburbs. So like, I don't know everybody's area. So, but you have that control to say from this pinpointed area, this is my service area. If and you do have the control to up your pricing if somebody is requesting you outside of that service area because it's more, you've already priced yourself for that amount of gas, that amount of fuel. Those are the same things. 
um, the time that you're driving, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Make sense? We good there? Yes. Okay. Um, you also have control to an extent over your business expenses because you can offload certain things or may be able to offload certain things such as actually laundering the sheets. We've talked about this before in like a way long ago podcast and probably talked about it again, but I'm going to say it for the third time. You have the option to create your business plan so that when a client decides, yes, I want to see you once a month, you can say, okay, this is your, I'm going to call it an onboarding fee, but whatever it looks like for customer service. Um, you could require them to purchase a package that includes one set of sheets, uh, the plastic bottle of lubricant, and whatever else, you know, those those one-offs, those replaceables. I'm not saying to tell them to buy their own hot stone warmer um, or buy their own table, but you could do that as well. I'll um, tell you to do that. I think I think if you're doing, uh, I would. I would. I, they should, <laughs> my my opinion is, and we'll we'll call it their new client kit. Yeah. So they have to purchase. They have to buy into their new client kit. I think that they should have to provide their own table. Um, if you're just starting off, right? If you've got five modalities under your belt instead of fifty, okay, maybe maybe you can lug your table for a little bit. But what you should aspire to do is every new client that you attract and that is, wants to be on your table, these are the requirements, cut and dry. This is how I do business. It may not be how they've experienced in the past, but this is how you do business. And the way you do business has your best interests in mind as well as their best interests in mind. And you can't forget about having your best interests in mind, which means not lugging the table um, everywhere you go. You can have right. one in the back in the event that you have a couple of clients that you do have to bring your table, but the expectation you should be setting is you provide a table. Here's some resources of places, the tables that I like that work really well for me. And you can have a lower priced one and a medium priced one, but you get to control that conversation if you choose to do it. You can choose not to, but right. you're the professional. You have the ability to say, this is how business is done when you work with me. And if you don't like it, that's okay. You're not the right person for me anyways. Right. Because in the, to be honest, one of the pros of mobile massage, I'm really fumbling over words today. One of the pros of mobile massage is the control factor. Right. If you, and I know that I, I can, I can already hear it. Like I can hear a bunch of people being like, well, that's going to be like $500. Okay. Well, guess what? Mobile massage is not exactly 90 bucks. Like it's convenience. And when you add that value piece, because in the long term, if you're not lugging your table upstairs and downstairs and whatever, that is less wear and tear on your body so that you have a longer career. And if you start it like that from the get-go, then you don't have to make that adjustment further down the road. Or worse, say, I can't do mobile massage because I'm having a hard time carrying this table. Table carts are great when you're loading into a flat place, but they don't work if you're climbing stairs in the city or, you know, climbing stairs in a parking garage. Or a condo. I live in a condo. I'm on the second floor and anybody who comes in here would have to go up uh, to, you know, it, it's yeah. just, their stairs exist. Um, yeah. I mean, if I had a mobile massage business, my 
the expectations that I set would be pretty, pretty stiff. I would have some like really uh, in place structures and the clientele would be limited on who's even allowed to be a client. And, you know, I would set it up where it's auto pay. Everybody pays automatically. It's just auto charge. There is no at a time. Um, I wouldn't, I would, I would accept cash gratuities, but it wouldn't be part of the auto pay. It was something where I'm pricing myself, um, not even concerned about tips. Like I would be charging $300 an hour, regardless of my, um, ability, because I, I would be confident enough in my ability to cater to the people that I'm attracting. Right. So auto pay, control my clientele, certain number of days, um, premium pricing. Cause it is a premium luxury service for somebody to come to you and, do massage for you. That right. is premium regardless. You, anybody who's, ch you should be charging at least double what you do for your office. So if you're charging 90 for your office, 180 is your travel, is your uh, mobile massage. Yeah. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. That's the entry piece. Um, okay. Pros and cons. Sorry. I just kind of went on a little rant of what I would do, but there are a couple of other pros, right? So um, higher price was one that we kind of talked about. So bare minimum, mm -hmm. at least double what you would be charging in your office. Um, this is going to do several things. It's going to eliminate people who just aren't the right type of person uh, for your business structure, right? right. They're not going to buy into the new client kit. They're going to say, why? You should be providing that. They're not going to buy a table. Why? Because uh, they think you should be providing it. And if you want to do mobile massage and you want to charge $300, you have to attract the people that understand that value. Plain right. and simple. And if you're not attracting those people, you're going to get objections. And if there's objections, you're going to start questioning whether this is the right move for you. Right. If you're ready for it, you're ready for it. But price your structure effectively. Uh, I'm sorry. Put your structure in place uh, effectively so that you're getting out of it what you should be for that type of service. Well, and if you're providing um, those like convenience things, like, and a lot of people might not think that a, you know, having an, a table in their house is convenient for them, but it is because then they have a dedicated space where that table goes. You come in and you set it all up. They don't even have to touch it. It's just there. Probably will. They'll see what you do and they'll be excited for it. And the, the bigger thing for me there is that, um, is that you control the conversation and you set the expectations of what right looks like. So they're, they, they respect you as a professional and they're going to mm -hmm. do as they're told because they don't want to lose you. They know that you, the service you do is exclusive to a very small number of people. Because if right. you're charging 300 per session for 60 minutes, frankly, you can get away with doing what? Five to 10 a week and be, uh, you know, at the same thing as if you're doing 24 in office. Yeah. So you can, you can scale a lot differently. Um, so mm -hmm. there's exclusivity there and they value, they, by the client, I mean the clients, they value somebody who knows what right looks like and they don't have to do anything. They don't right. want to have to do anything, make decisions. They just, that's how that uh, mindset is. And so you can attract those people where you come in, you set the expectation and, and leave, do your thing. Um, loyalty is the next thing on my list, which this ties directly into, um, people who pay 150 to 300 for a 60 minute session once they like the you know the service that you provide they will be loyal to you forever they have no reason to leave 
but also they might even refer out to a friend or ask you if they can refer you out to somebody. Right. Which means you're going to build your clientele because of the loyalty and trust that you've established. Right. I mean, yes, there's not really, the only other piece of that puzzle would be that factor of well, what if that referral from that loyal client is outside of my service area? Okay, so this is where we kind of jump into could quite possibly be the cons, but like I don't like to call them cons because it's not like it's negative. It just takes a little bit of time to figure out how you can address that. Okay, so we have an issue right now. We have a client that referred me and they are outside my service area. So what am I going to do about it? Well, I'm going to tack on another fee. I'm going to figure Maybe. out, you know, Maybe you control what you can control. So maybe when you establish your, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying when you establish your business, maybe every single client that comes in, um, you know, when you establish your business, maybe every single client that comes in, the expectation that you set with them is I do my pricing cater to every single client. So nobody pays the same thing. And I do that because your needs are different than anybody else's. And yeah, it'd be like a quote. So what that does, it's, it's that sets the expectation of even if they refer somebody, they're not going to tell them what the cost is. And yeah. frankly, the people who are paying $300 for massage, they're not questioning that anyways. They're questioning the value. They're making sure that the value is there for them. Right. Once people understand the value, the dollar doesn't matter. So you can go the route of saying um, anything outside of a 20 mile, anything outside of 20 miles of my radius there's a fee. You can do it that way if you just want to have it automatically calculated, or you can do it like the quote base where, okay, perfect. You already know how far they are. You know what services they need. You've done, uh, you've done an assessment and you know what you have to bring to the table and you quote them. Okay. So yours is 315. Why? You know, it's because there's additional travel and there's additional effort that has to be done where the other person was 300. That's up to you internally to decide what theirs is. So you can go a couple of different routes where you just say, Nobody gets the same price. This is based solely on what you need. My pricing ranges from, so that they understand an expectation, uh, but I think you can do that or you can go the fee route like you were gonna suggest. Well, in a lot of mobile other businesses like pet grooming and uh, cleaning, like local cleaning companies, um, they, when I've had interactions with those types of companies, sometimes I've gotten, I will be out in your area on this day Meaning, which means to me that they're um, leveraging having multiple people in one area. So they're only, they're not going from, you know, one city to 15 miles north to 25 miles south and then back home. They're co consistently bumping around. And that's when, and we're not going to get into this today, but that's when like mobile, you can start expanding it. If you have a service area that you no longer want to go to because it's too far out of your way, that's when you hire on. And that's the easiest hire on. You talk to those clients and, you know, whatever that, whatever that looks like, but like you can also grow that with multiple therapists as well. And I don't think a lot of people think about that, that you can grow that just like you would grow an in-office. Well, I have a client who does exactly that. She makes pierogies and she has three delivery dates. And based on which region of her area she's doing, that's the delivery date. So we'll say, for example, she does the northern area, right? Right. 
that's all that she does for delivery for that area. So if somebody books something based off their address, she knows which delivery day they're going on because of where they um, scheduled their delivery for. She, nice. I mean, she cooks pierogies, you know, uh, but exactly what you said is exactly what she does. Okay. So, so she I has said we... her charge. She has her charge by radius. Right. But her delivery is based on geographic. Where, yeah. Which section. And she which I mean, that's other. that's how you're going to max, maximize your time. Sure, when you first start out, you yeah. might feel like you're driving around like a chicken with your head cut off. But in order to properly maximize your time, eventually you might be able to wean it down to, okay, well, I'm over. I have a lot of clients over here. So they're booking on Mondays. Like, I, I don't even have to go through it. You know, you, they know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, but that is also a pro. And like I said, like the cons, I don't really consider cons because there's a way to approach them. So like for instance, right. safety, okay? You're not gonna be going to somebody's house at 10 o'clock at night. Like you, your your last massage should be either if you're one of those people that wants to do it, you don't wanna drive at night, then you shift your hours to match circadian rhythm. Um, but you have to have those safety protocols. Where are you going? Okay, uh, you know, what is the area like? So on and so forth. Does that make sense? And and accurately vetting the people prior to even um, yes, you know, doing it right. Maybe you require an interview uh, before you take on somebody who's going to be investing three to six hundred dollars a month, right? Maybe that's the way you establish that relation relationship. But all these cons, I can tell you right now because I don't even know the list. It's going to be about controlling what you can control and not right. putting yourself in a position that you have zero control over. Yeah, which the next bullet point goes into that, your general liability. So if your massage liability insurance, it'll cover you for mobile, it should cover you for mobile massage as far as accidents, like with like per, like a physical, like your client claims that you hurt them from their massage. But you're gonna have to check to see if that covers any damage because I don't think it does. So you're gonna wanna try to check into a general liability insurance policy for when you're traveling because say you drip oil on their grandma's antique coffee table and now it's stained, now it's your problem. Now you have to fix it. And sure, some of those can be controlled with your setup. I need you to make sure that there is this amount of space available with nothing, no furniture, no nothing that can get messed up, so on and so forth. But your general, I strongly suggest that you have a general liability insurance policy. Yeah, we'll, we'll for call your it business. essential. We're going to call it essential. Yeah. Um, and, you know, accidents happen, but how many accidents are preventable by putting things in place, right? So, right. Um, I have. I have a client who what they do is they have a basket and that and inside the basket they have a towel and that's what the lubricant goes into and that's what's packed away and the purpose is is she keeps it in her satchel or her what it's called satchel no um, um holster holster she keeps it in her holster during the session but it's being handled and it's got debris on the outside and so if it were to um you know drip or leak it could create an right. issue so She's thinking, how do I protect myself from any of the possibilities, even the unlikely ones? Right. Um, 
she does a spot check on the table every single time. So she checks all of the screws to make sure they're all tight. Um, she checks the tension and she gets on it and does a pressure test before the body even goes on there. Because the reality is, even if it's their table in their home, who knows? We're in a society where people sue for stupid reasons. And yeah, and they're not can... the professionals on setting up tables. You are. No. Exactly. So do what you can to protect yourself, uh, but control what you can control and have a protocol of what right looks like every single time that you carry out. Yeah. Um, having a towel underneath the table so that when you've done footwork and they have something to step on rather than stepping on a hardwood floor and possibly slipping, right? Small little details like that go a very long way in protecting you and your client and, you know, making sure you don't have to do a liability uh, insurance claim. I know a I know a therapist that gets um, slipper socks for her clients. Every new client gets a pair of slipper socks. It's just included. They don't have to pay extra, and it has the little nubbies on the bottom, so that when she's done with their footwork, they're super easy to put on because they oftentimes are a lower cut sock and they have a wider, and she just slips it on so that when they get off the table, you know, not only are they not getting oil everywhere, but they're also not going to fall. And the other thing is you, because you took that action, you did your due diligence in protecting. If they choose to take right. it off after the fact, you've done your part, right? Yeah. You've removed yourself from that liability because you've done what you need to do. So right. on, the, on, the, on the liability parts that you're right, these aren't necessarily cons. These are things that you just have to put in place and think about as a preventative and area of opportunity to protect yourself so that there's not an issue. Yeah. Safety. Nobody's saying you got to holster up and, and carry a weapon we're saying don't choose a client that's going to be an area that puts you in danger control yeah. that scenario right right um payments i love the idea of auto pay right part of their terms are oh, i love auto pay. Uh, they set it and forget it right and you can do that in a couple of different ways. You can do that where it's through your booking system or you can do it directly through like, you know, a square or a stripe and just set them up on a membership. Right. And chances are they're going to be there forever until, you know, there's a situation like they move or it's just not in their budget anymore. But those are going to be loyal clients that stick around for a very long time that you can depend on always being there. Yeah, because you make it easy for them to choose it. Um, One of the pros that we have that, we didn't necessarily mention was no rent and my scenario my ideal scenario is having both having a brick and mortar that you do your day-to-day -day and then having some exclusive clients that you do for um you know travel massage but there is the option to do exclusively travel yeah and one of the, that would eliminate your overhead of rent obviously your costs of you know Maintenance um, and car and, and stuff like that. And all those types of things. Those are going to change, but I don't think it's going to change by $1,200 a month. I think you're going to reduce your overall overhead. Well, no. And, uh, you know, I, I know some people would probably look at me and be like, it's just as expensive. I've done the math. However, you get to write off your car. <laughs> like your car becomes a tax deduction because that is your primary mode of transportation to yeah. to and from your business your my everything gets written off i'm not going into this super deep but there is no i'm not you, do have, you, you do have the ability to have two different companies one is your holding company where all your assets go one's your front load company where all the everything's done so that in the event anything happens they don't have access to sue you for 
your assets, your yep. vehicles, your right. There is a way to do that, and essentially, you're renting from mm-hmm. company A to company B, right? There's yeah, you're leasing the car from company out. A. Yep. So yeah, there's a lot of things you can do as a business to protect yourself um, uh, and and mitigate risk. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's it's also going to be a, an expense. Therefore, it's going to be a business cost and, and a potential deduction. So definitely get with a lawyer, get with a CPA, get with a tax person and understand fully what those finances and pieces mean and put them in place for your success and for your business's success. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. In a nutshell. Love it. Love it. Love it. Next week. Ooh. I don't think we've ever talked about this before, but it is becoming very popular um, because I think the industry is moving a little bit later than everybody else into this, but it doesn't matter. Text message marketing for your clients. Um, We're going to talk about that next week. I'm not giving you any tidbits. Keep folding your sheets and we will see you next Wednesday. to the next level.